Hello, this is Susan Eller with Tuesday's WTF module. When you experience what the f think, what's their frame? That feeling is a reminder to yourself to transform your assumptions into genuine curiosity so that you and the learner can explore it together. So this is a story about what happens when you use advocacy inquiry too much around your children at home. So my son, when he was four years old, he was the worst at brushing his teeth. I mean, he would even put a little bit of toothpaste in his mouth right when I'm doing the smell tests so that I wouldn't know that he didn't brush his teeth. So as you can imagine, he was getting a lot of cavities And um, one of his teeth fell out and he put it under his pillow for the tooth fairy. And that night the tooth fairy showed up, who was me, and returned his tooth with a letter and also a penny. And the letter uh, read, Dear Jaden, I am sorry, but I cannot accept your tooth. It has a very large cavity and we cannot accept teeth with cavities. Thank you for trying. I am leaving you with a penny for your effort. Make sure you brush your teeth really good, should have said well, and keep the rest of your teeth healthy so that I can leave you some money next time. Your Tooth Fairy. So I was surprised the next morning because uh, in place of the letter and the tooth and the penny was under his pillow was a letter back to the tooth fairy that reads dear tooth fairy thank you for your letter and penny i see that you gave me a penny for every tooth with the cavity i feel sad because i waited four months for this tooth to come out and i think that it got the cavity when i was waiting for it to come out i wonder if you would be able to give me a penny for every day that i patiently waited thank you Jaden. And so his tooth fairy did give him a penny for every day that he patiently waited. So uh, a while back, I was uh, having coffee with my friend. Actually, I was having tea. She was having coffee. I'm a tea drinker. She she was a colleague who I, I'd worked with her for a while, actually, and she left um, the place where, where I was working on kind of bad terms and fairly unexpectedly. And our conversations um, since then were just really negative and she had lots of angry emotions, or certainly what I thought were angry emotions about the situation and what had happened. And So my mantra since learning uh, advocacy inquiry had been name it to tame it. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try and name it to tame this. So I said to her, I'm like, Jess, you know, hearing all these really negative things and and you seem really angry. Um, You're always, you know, saying negative things about what happened. I'm concerned that it's it's really not healthy for you and... um, I want to get to the bottom of it. I, you know, what's going on? And then she said, she's like, I'm not angry at all about what happened. I'm just, I'm just sad that I don't get to come to work with you guys and my friends anymore. And, you know, I'm worried that it, 
not working together might affect our friendship. And so for me, that was so shocking because I was like, what do you mean? We're not friends just because we worked together. So it changed the whole conversation in that, you know, I reassured her that I'm her friend, not just because of work. And we had, you know, conversations about catching up every, every couple of weeks for a cuppa and collaborating on projects in the future if that came up. And uh, yeah, so it was a really interesting WTF moment for me. I had a patient who had had an abnormal smear for some time and she was very anxious to get treatment done because um, abnormal smears can turn nasty sometimes into cancer. And so when I saw her, I personally phoned the surgeon who I knew had a list on at the next available opportunity and discussed her case explicitly with this surgeon and teed it all up to happen really quickly for her because she was so anxious about having it done as soon as possible. So the week after the procedure was supposed to have been done, I found out that when she had turned up on the day of her surgery that the surgeon had cancelled her. And I was really, really angry and was, you know, really thinking, what the? Because I really thought I'd gone out of my way to make a personal phone call and explain the case and do everything I could to get this done. And I was really upset for her because I was worried about how anxious she would now be that her treatment had been delayed. So I gave myself a week or so to calm down and reframe and went and spoke to my surgeon colleague and said, hey, you know, I saw that this lady had turned up on the day of her surgery and you cancelled her and I was really worried because she's so anxious about having this procedure done quickly. Um, you know, what happened? Why, why did she get cancelled? And um, the surgeon explained to me that on the day of the surgery, he had discovered that she had had a um, particular medical problem which happened about six weeks um, before I saw her. And I had known about this, but I hadn't really placed much importance or emphasis on it. And I certainly really hadn't described to him the nature of that. And he explained how that, in his mind, was a really important factor on doing surgery that day. And that's why he had um, delayed her surgery. And so really, by taking on a stance of curiosity, I actually discovered that, in fact, it was probably my error in not being more thorough with giving him a full history when I when I phoned him about this lady, not not his. 